Vinyl Analysis presents the Knights of the Rock Table. Joining us on the phone, musician, filmmaker, actor, author, Drew Fortier. Hey, Drew, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? How are you guys doing? Well, we, we're having a blast, and we're so excited that you came on to talk with us. Uh, this We've been planning this for quite some time, and we kind of, Doug was talking to you here uh, off the air. It's a, uh, we call it the, the Lost Era, and we've zoned in on 88 to 93. Uh, one of those bands that we want to discuss, and we'll discuss many of these bands and would love to kind of pick your brain on it, but let, sure. let's talk about Bang Tango. Let's talk, let's start off with Attack of Life, uh, the Bang Tango movie. We're all fans of the band. We're all fans of this documentary. Uh, how did it all start, Drew? I mean, just start at the beginning. I mean, you thought you were going to do this this thing with the band on their new record, and then it morphed into something else. Kind of take us through it, Drew. Oh, man. It all happened by complete accident, to be perfectly honest with you. And uh, I was I was working at this bar at the time called Mike's Club and Music. It's not there anymore, but in, in Chicago. And uh, my boss was like, hey, we're going to get the uh, band Bang King to play here. And I was like, I think I remember that band. Uh, my, my older brother used to be, still was at the time, still is today, and uh, all that stuff. I remember hearing the name. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so I uh, played him on the jukebox. And uh, I was like, well, they're on the jukebox, so I guess that's a good sign. And... Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. It's like someone like you. I remember the video. It was like cool, like Billy Idol kind of thing. And then um, uh, the band shows up, and it was on one of my off days from bartending, and I was there, and my boss bought this like little video camera thing. And so he's like, just get interviews at the band, promote the club and all that. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then uh, and I was a big fan of Joe Lestay from Beautiful Creatures. Like, I remember Solomon Ozfest and all that, so I remember that. So I was like, oh, cool, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, saying hello. And the band shows up, and Joe's at the bar, and I'm like just kind of, Tended standing by the door, and I buy him a beer from afar, and he comes over and talks to me. He's like, hey, dude, you look cool. you got long hair. You know where I can find some weed? Yeah, that's the way I want my Joe. That's the way I want my Joe Lestage, Yeah, we know. So I was like, no, man, I, I, I don't. I'm sorry. And he's like, what's that in your hand? And I was like, oh, it's, it's a camera. A what? And then I showed him how it works and everything. I was like, oh, he's like, dude, that's awesome. We're recording a studio album in Chicago in two weeks. You should come out and do like a studio documentary. And I was like, sure. And I had no clue doing that. I just happened to be a dude with a camera with long hair. I couldn't find a movie. And, uh, and so, and my brother was there too. And he, he told Joe uh, that I uh, play guitar. And I was like, ah, crap. And Joe was like, dude, you're playing a song with us tonight. And I was like, what song? He's like, well, let's do Bring It On Home by Led Zeppelin. And I was like, all right. And then, uh, so toward the end of their set, he brings me up, and, uh, and the rest of the band are clueless. They're like, what's going on? And uh, Joe's like, oh, we're going to play Bring It At Home by Led Zeppelin. And um, you know, the intro is just guitar and vocals, and uh, so me and Joe get through that, and then when it comes time for the whole band to kick in, they're just deer in the headlights. They had no clue Joe was even planning that. <laughs> oh, my no God. What was going? Nobody knew the song. It was hysterical. And then so I was like, I don't know what to do. So I started playing Sweet Child of Mine, and Joe started Improving the lyrics, you know, but talking about how his band doesn't know how to play Led Zeppelin. <laughs> like, I've got a band who doesn't know how to play any lyrics. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was hysterical. And it was a very awkward first time meeting him. But, but you know, before I got off stage, I was like, dude, don't worry. We're going to share this stage again one day, I promise. And uh, I've been cursed ever since. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> well, we, uh, you know, I, I, I absolutely loved the uh, just the rawness of that of that documentary, and you know, we're all, oh, yeah, the three of us are incredible uh, lifelong fans of this genre, and not just the stuff from back then, but we're still we still follow all these bands. As you know, I ran into you uh, in Indy because I I drove three and a half hours just because I wanted to see see. Is, See uh, Stephen Chirot from Kick oh, Tracy that's sing. Cool. That's a great story. Just too. on the off chance he might do some songs off the field trip EP because I never got to see them do any of those songs live. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, really to me that was well worth the it. drive. You know, and and uh, that we're all like that. And um, I just think it, that documentary uh, just really uh, it, uh, for some reason it just really struck a chord with me where I just it was just so raw to, to follow. Uh, those guys around, and obviously uh, uh, it's centered mainly around Joe. But uh, just to see, you know, how how deeply this kind of music can infect you and and make it basically it, it, it can it just takes over your life and just really makes you the person that you are, and you can't walk away from it even if you want to, you know. Oh, a- absolutely, and and with that too, it's like you know, within the past like however many years, the pop music is the self flavor of the week, but the bands from that era. You heard them once, they stuck with you. You know, mm-hmm. and they're just tattooed on your brain and your heart, and you just never forget them. And uh, you know the fans from back then are so loyal, and just uh, it's just something about the music and just the songwriting from that era that just uh, kind of really people identify with, and it just uh, just sticks with them. You know, it's just like Kick Tracy and uh, you know like Wild Side and all that and everything. And and I really appreciate you coming out to that show, by the way, man. That that, that was a really good time. You had a, you know Allison showed up out of nowhere, so that that was cool too. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, that, that was just that was random. Kind of and and let me tell you fun. this before Kev hops on here. Uh, you know, Doug, uh, quite the uh, quite the player here in, in Columbus, Ohio. Man, he's he's carved a nice niche out for himself, and uh, people have a lot of love and respect for for what he does and keeping this music alive. Oh, so don't act surprised. Yeah, <laughs> Doug. But I really? just wanted Drew to know that. I wanted Drew <laughs> yeah, to know that. He's okay. That's right. Yeah, man, for sure. What do you got for him, Kev? Hey, Drew, Kev here. Uh, Appreciate you taking the time, man. It's nice to talk to you. I loved the movie. But Thank you. I, I want to ask you, what took you from music and, and led you to film? Was it the creativity part of it, or was it just the fact that music and that genre that you were, I don't want to say interested in, but that you were involved with at the time, the way the industry was going, is, is that what led you to film? Well, I really, at I uh, growing up, I always loved music and movies. You know, I've always just been obsessed. Not just with that itself, but everything behind it as well. And so I watched a ton of documentaries growing up on music and movies, and just how everything worked and everything like that. So that that always kind of fascinated me, just like everything behind it, and uh, and it, 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 the way everything kind of fell in my lap with the Bang Tingle movie. It was just the most fortunate thing because I got to make a movie about a band. You know, and. Um, and, uh, and, and a just, damn uh, good one too. Um, oh yeah! Oh, I love Bang Tango. They're they're, they're awesome. And uh, and to be able to tell their story, just you know, just as unbiased as humanly possible. Because the band didn't really have a lot of uh, saying that they're just like Drew, just do whatever you want. And that was cool because I don't know what I'm doing. And it's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's funny that you say it because uh, Arch and I were talking earlier before we we started today about you know the openness and the honesty. Um, that that came out of Attack of Life, and each member, you gave them ample opportunity to to throw rocks, and no one oh, yeah. went down that road. And God bless them for that, man, because that shit happens way too much in rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're very uh, diligent, and respectful, and all that. But uh, 
the, the real hardcore stuff ended up on the cutting room floor, of course, but no, no. But there is a rough cut of the movie, and it's like 20 minutes longer, and there's a lot of stuff. that it, it, you, you ended up hating the band like five minutes into the movie, so I had to change stuff around. But, I understand but, uh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of stuff, like, you know, I had to just for... Uh, I guess uh, just to keep the uh, story flowing, like I kind of zoomed over Dancing on Cold a little bit more, more, more quicker than, uh, uh, than than I'd like to, because that's a great album. But like, sure you know, is. Yeah. yeah, and the band kind of had their own thoughts on it. It was a bit too slick and all that, but everybody loves that album. I do too and all mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah, and uh, just uh, just keeping it as unbiased. Joe Lestate did like literally five interviews for that movie. It was hard to get him in the... You could tell. It's hard to catch him in the leprechaun. You can tell. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> They had to chase his lucky charms, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes to smoke his lucky charms, and <laughs> we uh, we have uh, we have Drew Fortier on here with us. And, and Drew, I kind of want to hop onto that. What 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 Kevin was saying there, and um, look, I, I follow. We we all follow. If for those of us who love this music, and, and Drew, you're the same way. We we keep an eye on the websites. We keep an eye on the on everyone's Facebook page. Uh, the social oh, yeah. media sites and and the way it's reported and and the last couple of years it has gotten a little uh, it's gotten a little testy at times and but I here's my thing and and I want to play rock and roll psychologist for a second when it comes because I I know Mark and and I and I, I he's just I think he's a super super nice guy and no, here yeah. here here's what I think I, I think these dudes from what you captured. And yes, there were chances to throw stones, and maybe they did. But there were times in that movie that I could tell that each one of those guys cared about each other. And there seems to be a lot of shit going on right now, but it never really seems to be the original members starting the shit. And you can say what you want about Joe Lestay, but I could see it there. I could see that he does care about those guys. He's bitter about a lot of shit. You know, right. but he's carried the flag, and we're gonna. I'm gonna go see him here next month when he's yeah. in town. I can't wait. Yeah, but but oh, it, yeah, send him my love. You, you you know, man. I just I can tell that those guys that there's still an ember. Maybe I'm just a, a hopeful fan, but I, I can right. tell that those guys really do care about each other. And and the three of us here in the studio, we carry Bang Tango in a little bit of a different light than than a lot of people. I, I think they really could have been that band. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What, what do you think, definitely. man? Did you could you see it? I mean, could you see it? Am I just reading into it what I want to, or could could you oh, no, tell they, that they really care about each other when when everything kind of settles out a little? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, they're forever tied to each other, and they, they're at the end of the day, uh, they're 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 brothers. You know, they're they're always going to care for each other. Like you know, it, 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 some may feel that the others are doing unfair things with, with the band and then right. and some may, may feel that uh, others don't have a place to talk because they haven't been involved with the band for so long and um but uh you know i mean it's i guess all publicity is good publicity you know at the end of the day you know uh, for what each of them are doing because anytime a, a headline comes out about one talking about the other right. they, they always promotes what everybody's up to you know and, that, and, at the I, end of the day that's, 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 that's good, I guess. And, and I, th- I think the thing that frustrates me the most a- as a fan is when it comes to Mark Knight and it comes to Tig and, and when it comes to, to Kyle Kyle, I mean, these are top of the food chain musicians. And, oh, yeah. and, and you know what? And, and Kyle Kyle, I mean, honest to God, in any genre, he's one of the best bass players to ever yeah, be in rock, man. Smokes. I mean, mm-hmm. it is. For those who know, oh. no. Right, Drew? Oh, absolutely. I, I just, I just uh, got back in touch with Kyle a couple of weeks ago. He's a. Uh, 
man, he's 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 such a cool dude, man. He's he's, he's a bit of a uh, bit of a hermit, but uh, but he's just. You can uh, tell, yeah. man. They're all artists. You can tell. Yeah. And, yeah, they and are. They really you think are. you think he's that way, Drew, now because of what he went through with Mang Tango and then after the accident? And you know what? That's a really good and question. The drugs? Actually. Yeah. That's that's a really good question. Uh yeah, he went through a lot in the nineties yeah. for sure. Like, you know, with the with the with the band ending and uh well, he was uh, him and Joe carried the flag for a little bit in the right. late nineties and then he got into the accident. And uh but yeah, I think yeah, recovering from that. You know, it, it was probably to definitely it's, it's probably like a, an everyday battle at, at the least. You know, because he, mm-hmm. you know, he had went through a lot of memory issues and everything. Had to relearn what objects were and all that and everything. But yeah, and that's that's actually a really good question. I never thought about it that way, but uh, I, I'm sure it has something to do with it. But he still he still plays music, and he's he's uh, you know any day of you know I, I, he could be such a superstar that guy. No know? kidding, I mean, mm-hmm. no kidding. Oh, all of them, all got, of them, yeah. every yeah, single one of them. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I was oh, yeah. Uh, I was curious to ask you, Drew. Um, so, what when it was uh, you know coming into this year? I mean, knowing where you've been, how close you've been to these guys, you know, over a period of time, were you thinking going this year that hey, maybe maybe they'll all get back together and do a uh, little you know a few shows here just to just to salute the uh, yeah, what are the, the anniversary of the album? Yeah, <laughs> or were you like, oh, there's no way in hell that's going to happen? <laughs> what, oh, were, what, what were you thinking that was going to happen? <laughs> That's that's always I'm I was always hopeful for that you know yeah, when sure. I was doing the movie mm-hmm. when I was doing the movie that was my life's goal to get this band to reunite and it came close a couple of times too to be honest with you it came really close yeah. and um and it, it. it was almost there and and they they all got in the uh, they all got in the same room with each other like a year or two ago and uh, and I just got to a to a point where. It, I was like, yeah, I just got to let it go, you know. And uh, but uh, for the fans, you know, for the 30th anniversary of Cycle Cafe, you know, of course there's some hope for that, absolutely. But um, it's like for for every, uh, I'm, I'm guessing for every good memory from back in the day, there there might be like one or two right. bad memories to go along with it. And depending what kind of, you know, it's just not like you know based upon emotions of like one person, but like these five really really different people. But you know, in the same in a lot of respects, you're all amazing musicians. But they're, you know, personality-wise, they're all laid back and cool, but in completely different ways. You know, and well, so I, there's always a lot of miscommunication with that. Yeah, I believe too. Yeah, and I think they lived it, Drew. And we're watching your movie, and we're seeing the band that maybe we saw when they came to town here in Columbus back in '89, you know, or '90. Right. Uh, we're, we're seeing that. We're, we're it's wishful thinking on a fan's part and stuff. And but you know, but when we see the movie and stuff, it. It does. It does give us a glimmer of hope that maybe maybe these guys... And here's the thing, Drew. I think, just do a one-off. I'm not talking about a, an end of this you know, road tour or whatever the hell, you know, whatever Guns N' Roses has been doing for the last <laughs> fucking four <laughs> right, years. Right. I'm, just, I'm just... You know what I mean? I just give us one show somewhere, okay? Yeah. With the opportunity... Do it out in L.A. if that's what you want to do. Do it at the Whiskey. But here's my thing. In this day and age, and, and with guys like you, just document it document right. it so then we can watch it if i can't make it out to the whiskey i still i still want to see those guys play that again i want to say breaking up a heart of stone i want to hear that live with every motherfucker that was a part of it in the studio i i do oh, yeah. as a fan and if, and if there's only a couple hundred people that want to hear it do it and then record it and and give it to us give us an option I, it just seems like it's just it just seems like it's a it's more wasted talent yeah they weren't around uh, you know the timing was wrong with the whole Nirvana thing and everything. But you know what? F that. Give it a give it another shot. Just do one one off, right. document it, and and let us have that. I think that would be awesome. 
Yeah, exactly. Just like a DVD live CD, you know, that, that's that the one night, you know. I mean, that, that would be uh, ideal, and that, that'd be really cool, you know. I mean, maybe have the, uh, the the current lineup open up, too, and playing some of the newer stuff, and then, you know, just kind of split it down the middle like that or something, you know, just to make everybody happy. And, um, but yeah, I think that, that that would be, you know, a, a great idea. And another thing, too, that comes along with it, like, say say they all were up for it, you know, say they were, they were into it. They uh, need some kind of assistance from like a, whether it be like a, maybe a label or just some kind of investor because, you know, to get those guys back together, they got to rent out a rehearsal spot. They got to, you know, take time away from whatever they're doing right now and, you know, rehearsal songs and all that stuff that normally people don't have to really talk about, you know, it comes to stuff like this, you know, but that there's, there's a lot of moving parts and everything. And so, uh, like it's, it's, you know, say they're all on the same page and want to do it. Then it's just like, okay, we're all on the same page. What's the next hurdle? Okay trying to get somebody to invest in this uh, idea, whether, whether it be, um, you know, a booking agent or, or something just to kind of, you know, put some, throw some money toward it for like, you know, new uh, promo shots, you know, promotion and everything like that. And, and, um, you know, just to get the word back out there for it. And it's just a one big machine. You got to build back up again, even for like one show like that. Well, I think like Columbus, like, Ohio would be a perfect yeah. spot. <laughs> second that. If you're taking suggestions, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're taking yeah. suggestions, you're writing anything down with uh, pen and paper, <laughs> you maybe know, right now. And, and before we kind of get on to some other topics here, I, I kind of jotted down stuff that once, uh, you know, Doug's like, hey, we're going to get Drew on the show. I just, so when I watch it, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, man, I, there's like once a month I watch it. I watch that movie. It's just, it, 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 there's not a lot of documentation of the music that we love like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I right. mean? Because I would open yeah. and honest. Yes, I would. The I would uh, the fly high, Michelle. The enough's enough story, Drew. If you would do oh, that, I would watch that once a month. Do it, Drew. About it. Do yeah, it. Yeah, I was talking to Chip about that a couple years ago, and he has a ton of footage. But then I, I you know, I, I almost did a kick Tracy one too, and all that. But then I really thought about it. I was like, it'd be almost telling the the, 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 the not the same story, but the same kind of story. You know? No, I, mean, I feel yeah. Well, that's what you. Be, uh, a lot of people that saw the movie who who were in those bands like the singer Junkyard, you can trip, and uh, a lot of those guys uh, uh, watched them. Even the singer Fear Factory, he watched it and he loved it, and uh, and he was like, "Dude, yeah, I remember being around and all that." But a lot of, that whole story hits home to a lot of those bands, you mm-hmm. know that 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 nowadays that have seen the movie, just like the the struggle with the label and everything, and the struggle with each other, the the accidents, the drugs, and all that, and everything like that. So so it's like um, it's like telling that. One story, but using Bang Tango as like the the, the subject, you know. But uh, yeah, it, the same thing happened to a lot of the bands back then. Ninety-seven percent. You say exactly, it. In, you yeah. say it in your movie, man. And oh, I told, yeah. I told the guys, there's a uh, there's a band here in Columbus. They're out in L.A. right now recording their album, and we all have high hopes for them. They're called Black Coffee, and they're phenomenal. And I told I them before they left, before they left, and they did a uh, they did a podcast here with me before they took off, and I said, guys. You have to watch Attack of Life, the Bang Tango movie. You, you, you look, and I don't care if you know who Bang Tango is. You need to see this. And and we were talking about it in our first segment of this show uh, today, Drew. And that's how it seems like the pendulum is switching to the old school uh, way of doing things in rock music. It seems like it's kind of percolating right now, and people are going out to L.A. You know, our buddies oh, wow. went out there. So it's like, watch this damn movie. This is the story. This is this is the book of Genesis on what happens, <laughs> gang. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you so much for holding in such a high regard like that, man. Well, I it's really true. Really it's just, appreciate that. 
I really appreciate that. And that, that's so funny that we come back to L.A. because everybody from L.A. went to Vegas, and everybody from Vegas went to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Right, right, Nashville. Yeah. yeah, Nashville has been the, the, the hip thing here for the last 15, 20 years, but um, it just seems like, and, and we talked about this in the first part, it seems like uh, there is, we, it was wishful thinking in the late 90s, it's been wishful thinking in the 2000s, but it does seem like people kind of want rock now, and some of these these young guys who who know these bands you know, from guys like us, their fathers, yeah. who have told them about the Sunset Strip, who have told them about uh, the way things were in the 70s and the 80s out in L.A., and uh, and I think they're kind of they're running with it now, they're, especially here in the Midwest. And you're a Midwest yeah. guy. They're, it's it's percolating, man. It's really cool to see. And, you know, fingers crossed, we've had false alarms before. You know, I, there hasn't been right. a movement, Drew, and I'd love to hear your take. Has there been a movement since Seattle? Because I don't think so. I don't think it's the new metal. We discussed that. I don't think it was that shit. I mean, I, I think right, this right, is, right. I mean, wh- where are we at now? It really feels like there's something's going to give here. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's funny you mentioned that because uh, um, my buddy uh, Tom uh, Hazard, he's uh, an A&R guy for Ellison's label, he was responsible for a lot of that new metal movement at, in, the, in the early 2000s and all mm-hmm. that. And if you think about it, it, it it was, you know, a bowel movement could be considered a movement too. If you think about it, <laughs> you said it, you know? Drew. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Amen, but, brother. Uh, right, but uh, you know, if people identify with those bands for whatever reason. You know, I, you know, and to be honest, I never got into Disturbed. I never really got into a lot of those bands. You know, no, uh, no. It, you know. it flew right yeah. over my head, man. I don't yeah. know why, but it just never resonated with me for some reason. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Same here. It's just, it's just a little bit too too simple. Like you know, it's like a, you know, you want to hear. I don't know. It's like it just didn't make any sense to me. It's so strange. But I guess uh, you know, I guess that could be considered like the, the like the final movement, if you will, of, of something like where everybody just kind of gravitated. To, I never got into Slipknot. No, I, I you know, I, I was like Mushroom Head though. That, that was always a cool band. They were more like a face no more kind of kind of thing. But um, but yes, I never got into Slipknot. I've gotten disturbed. Uh, what is some more? The uh, corn. I mean, I saw those bands. I went and saw them, and and they had their moments, I, I guess. But it just, it wasn't. It was just. It, it didn't resonate. Well, it didn't resonate with Generation X, and that's that's what you're dealing right, with right, in, in right. this conversation here with us. I mean, uh, you know, we're we're bitter. We hate baby boomers and freaking millennials. Was, so we're just <laughs> we're we're pissed at everyone. Drew. I will tell oh, you yeah. that I was so so bitter that I hated everything that didn't have a guitar lick in it. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when right. rock radio started playing songs without solo. a guitar solo. Son of a bitch. Fuck that. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know. Even Metallica tried doing that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not go. That's a whole other, oh, that's that's a whole other segment. Drew. That's part three, Drew. Don't <laughs> even so get funny. me started. Yeah. It, the first thing I picked out when I got Chinese Democracy, I, I finished listening to it, and it was I probably looked like uh, I, like I, someone had just hit me over the head with a club because I was, I think I was staring out the window of my car and I was like, I don't think there was one fucking guitar solo on that whole album. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? What was that yeah. guy with the, the Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket on his head yeah. fucking doing? I know yeah. it's crazy. It was a solo. Well, Drew, on oh, that yeah. note, um, you know, uh, you, we mentioned Chips enough uh, earlier. Um, that's a guy that uh, we've all been fortunate to. To hang out with and uh, and some really really fun capacities, yeah. and he Love is an Chip. incredible dude, and uh, certainly uh, one of the card carrying members of, of this genre that really helps keep alive. He, he's in, I mean, uh, tons of documentaries I've watched. He's quoted all the time, and um, and uh, I was really excited to get back 
um, from from when I, uh, you know, got to uh, hang out with you last year and tell these guys um, that you had a upcoming project with uh, with Steven and Chip and obviously some some other amazing people with uh, a project called Zen from Mars. So I was really uh, excited to get you on and, and have you share with us what that project's all about and uh, and what we can expect from that. Zen from Mars. Oh, man. Yeah, that thing, uh, <laughs> oh, I tell you. I, what, what, what's ironic about that? Whenever I started, I was like, it's, it's just like Chinese democracy. And uh, sure enough, four years later, we're still working on it. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, that, that thing was born out of, uh, to be honest, actually, you know, believe it or not, uh, when I first joined Bang Tango, I demoed a bunch of uh, acoustic instrumentals, like fully structured, no lyrics, but the whole song was there. And uh, and showed it to, you know, the, the guys in Bang Tango. They, they all loved it, and they were like, show it to Joe, show, show it to Joe. And then he's bad at technology, so he, it, I didn't hear from him for, for however long. <laughs> and uh, and at that time, I was talking to uh, Stephen Chereau, and, um, and I was like, he's Stephen, and he'd check this out and see what you think. And then he sent all the tracks back with uh, lyrics we wrote lyrics to them, a melody, and all that, and it was just whoa! It was pretty, pretty freaking awesome. And then we just go, kind of take them there. And at the, you know, it's funny. At the time, I was contemplating a Kick Tracy documentary. I was contemplating about a Fear Factory documentary, and I was in touch with Fear Factory drummer Mike Heller, and uh, I showed him this stuff too with Stephen Singh. And I was like, dude, I'm playing on it. Whoever you have in mind right now, fire him. I was like, all right. And so, uh, so then that's how we got Mike Chip uh, and his wife Kate. They've been friends of mine for a long time, and from in Chicago, so they're like a shoe in. And then Stephen's buddy of like 30 years, Brent Orange, from his band called Flip out of Minnesota, um, amazing guitar player, he got involved too. And then so we just kind of just, just slowly built it up from there. We, had, we have 12 songs and um, uh, just, you know, just recorded it here and there and all that and, and uh, got it all done. It's, it's been done for well, about two years now. And it's been in the mixing stage for about that long. We have Richard Easterling um, mixing it and he's doing an incredible job. And um, and the, the whole thing was ready to rock and ready to go probably a couple of weeks ago. And then it just, the 11th hour creative differences happened, you know, of course. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we were aiming for like August 9th as a release date through uh, uh, Ellison's label. And we have, we have the artwork and everything, you know, track listing, all ready to go, ready to rock. And then, you know, the, the, the curse, uh, you know, revealed itself once again. And so it just, and so right now, you know, it's, I know nobody else has heard the, the music, but you know, um, but it's I'm very proud of it. You know, I was fortunate to write all, all the music and um, have a really play on it. And uh, and as of right now, it's kind of just you know, just gonna give it a little break. You got to give it a little break. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but it's uh, it, it it is done. It's a bit about as close to being done as humanly possible. And it's you know everything's there. And uh, and it's and sound wise, it's like a, everything. It's like a mixture of Oh geez, it's like from like uh, Black Sabbath all the way to like Chris Isaac. Like it's uh, you got you got a technical death metal drummer, you got a power pop bass player and Chip, and you got an alternative singer like Jerome. <laughs> you know, and then you got uh, you know me, and you know, of course, I, I never know what I'm doing at the time. Besides, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's you know, it's just, yeah, I'll, I'll send you guys some of the tracks when you check it out. I'd love your well, I'd love your opinion. Well, what will we get our hands on first, that or Love After Death? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's a good question. You, you know, straight face with a straight face. Yeah, love after death. Love oh, after yeah. death. All right. All right. Hey, and, and and before we cut you loose, I want to. I'm a and I'm wearing my Megadeth shirt here today. Uh, I'm a huge Megadeth fan, and uh, you're 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 working with David Elfson. Uh, Doug was kind of telling us about this 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 movie, this project, this horror oh, movie, yeah. or 
or something. Colors. Yeah, please ta- yeah. talk about that because uh, I know a lot of our uh, people that listen to this uh, will want to know about that. Oh, for sure. And it's funny that actually uh, that Ellison had me do some parts of his uh, audiobook for him uh, uh, last week. So if you get the audiobook, you'll hear me, just hear me saying a bunch of random stuff. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Because I read his first book and I know this new one just came out. So I haven't got it yet. Oh, it, it's, a, it's a great book. It's really cool. It's Love him. Love him. But yeah, talk about this movie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's called uh, Dwellers. It's something I've been, uh, you know, tossed around in my head for a couple of years now. And uh, I have, you know, it's like, you know, I was like, I always wanted to make a horror movie. And then I kind of looked around and I was like, yeah, I guess we could make it happen. And then so I brought the idea up to, uh, to Allison and uh, the, Ed Hazard, a good friend of mine, uh, his uh, A&R guy. And I was like, why don't we start up, start up like, a, you know, Allison Films. Do, it as a, do this one movie, no budget, take it from there, see how it does, and just, you know, blah, blah, blah. Show them the treatment for the script and all that. And they, they loved it, and they're, they're doing cameos in it, too. And um, the cool thing about it, though, I realized is nobody really knows the plot of it. And I think I'm going to keep it that way, uh, like up to a certain point, because uh, uh, it's very uh, meta, in a way. A lot of us play ourselves. Like, the, the movie's pretty much uh, Ellison hires me to do a documentary on missing homeless people. And uh, at the beginning of the movie, I go and visit him and Hazard, and uh, me being me, I'm actually, I procrastinated my ass off, and it's been about five minutes, five months since they gave me the money to do the project. And so they're like, listen, you have until the end of the weekend to make something happen. Otherwise, we take back the money, tarnish your reputation, and take it to court. So I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, and so then I, I gather together my, my crew and start, uh, start making the documentary, and then it turns into a hardcore horror movie and I'll, I'll leave that uh, nice that sounds really cool wow that's great like premise it's like, it's, it's like if um, uh, if, if Chud was shot like Blair Witch oh yeah <laughs> Chud what a classic you yeah. had me at Chud that's right Drew. that's right you I love the reference Chud. I love the Chud so oh, yeah, you, you mentioned uh, that you were you were doing most of the filming in Ohio is that correct what, uh, what yeah. where areas are you uh, are you filming in, and uh, like we, you know, how'd you choose where you were filming at Oh, we started in, uh, in Canton, Ohio, and I guess that's where some of the, the, the cast lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's where uh, I was born in Canton, actually. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. It was actually more so in, like, Barberton, like Barberton area. Okay, right yeah, there, yeah. There. I, I, wasn't, and, uh, uh, I wasn't a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller until I was eight. Can be if you want to be. <laughs> 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 and, um, and so, uh, yeah, there, then, then we, uh, a little bit in Cleveland. Then the next shoot's in Cincinnati, I believe. And the, the cast is amazing, by the way. It's like everybody's doing an incredible job. I, I roped in my fiance to, to be my Eddie Murphy. She's playing like four different characters. <laughs> and, uh, so that'd be really cool. And I've uh, got uh, Jeff Hatrix from Mushroom Heads in it, and uh, yeah, Ellison's in it. And we got uh, Doug Esper, who was actually Chuck Mosley's uh, percussionist and manager. Uh, yeah, he's, he's one of the, the, the main guys in it. And um, the same with uh, James L. Edwards, who's uh, like a shot on video horror movie icon from the 90s. And uh, that, that's the crew. It's me, James, and Doug. And uh, it, the chemistry, is just, it's, it's terrific. You know, a lot of it's improv, a lot of it's scripted, but it's, uh, it's, it's coming together really cool. And I'm really, really excited about it. it it's it's going to be, uh, I think you guys are really, 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 really going to get a kick out of it, especially just the, the whole idea of it, you know, and then the, the, the sense of humor it has and the, and the horrific elements that uh, that I won't talk about, but uh, it'll be to be discovered after you start watching it, and it's it's gonna be really cool. And uh, and uh, Ellen, you know, with Allison behind it and everything, it you know, it's just they're very very honored about that. And we were shooting his cameo uh, next month in in Indianapolis, and um, and it's 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 gonna be cool. Like uh, I, I really can't, I can't wait for you guys to to see it, and it should be done by uh, 
by August. And uh, oh wow, great! Up, yeah, so then they just kind of uh, probably have a trailer or trailer out by around then and all that. And um, and I'm actually going to be doing the the Nashville Rock and Pot Expo in August as well. Go so, on. Yeah. <laughs> you guys going to be there? Uh, no, I just you had me at pot. You I was just <laughs> no, you said Rock and Pod. Oh, P-O-D. Pod. Yeah, I thought right. you said pot. Yeah, I'm sorry, Drew. I was yeah, a whole other kind yeah, of he, festival. He drifted on you there a little I'm bit. I'm sorry, Drew. I just I, th- I heard what I wanted to hear there. <laughs> That's great. So what? what uh, how would that be distributed? That'd be something we'd also see on YouTube, or would that be on uh, what, how you? How will you get that uh, that movie out? I'm actually versus my my past mistakes with uh, not clearing songs and all that and everything. We're uh, I we're up, I've got to go to the film festival route with it and uh, right. and, and and actually see because you know if you think about it, I never had anything officially released. Actually, the last thing I wanted to put out was the first thing I officially put out, and that was the book. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, and so um, see, I'm, I'm going to do it the right way because you know finally I I own all the footage. You know, it's like it's I don't have to. A clearance or anything, and Ellison's going to do a soundtrack for the movie too. Even though all the music of the movie is incidental because it's a found footage movie, but uh, but it's it's going to have a cool soundtrack. A lot of EMP artists and all that. And everything. I know they're probably going to announce that at some point soon. But uh, and it's really that there's you know just uh, just a matter of just there's really not much uh, not much to the whole thing. You know, it's like a lot of, a lot of movies that get made. It's a lot of legal red tape got to cut and just stand right. together. This is just like, all right, we got the equipment, let's just go shoot this thing. And uh, it's really good. You haven't signed a couple of release forms, which I forgot to do the thing thing, and would be another reason why it'll never come out. <laughs> but, uh, I, and uh, funny with that, I was last summer, I was going to put out Attack of Life, the Bang Thing, and movie Blu ray and DVD cases, and it would be empty. And just sell that. <laughs> you're an ideas man, Drew hey, Fortier. You are a do- you're an ideas man. I could expand on that, but I'm just going to let that one ride. Uh, and, and Drew Fortier, let me just say this: this has been awesome. You are an honorary Knight of the Rock Table. Yes. Now here's here's the deal, though. Uh, until you get your name, I am. Uh, go ahead, let's tell him I am Sir Ace of Fraley. Uh, Doug, who are you? I am uh, Lord Pretty Boy of the Floyd. Okay, and and Kev. Myself, I go by the moniker of Lord of the Thighs. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> nice. here's the Thank deal, you. Drew Fortier. You have to come to Columbus, go to a show, have a couple beers with us, and we'll give you a, a Knight of the Rock Table name. How's that, my man? Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Hey, bro, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, he was right. Doug was right, man. This is You kick ass, dude, and we, we love your oh, work, dude. You. We love your work. I really appreciate that, guys. It's been a blast being on here. You call me, it, call me anytime. It come back, you know, whenever. You know, it's, it's it's you know for anything. If you just want to ask me one question, I'll come on. No problem. Appreciate Thanks, it, man. Awesome. Thank uh, you so Drew Fortier. This has been the Knights of the Rock Table. I am Arch Madness, your host. Stay frosty. <laughs> That guy with the the Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket on his head fucking doing.